Hey everybody, welcome to the Everyday is Halloween podcast. I am your host, Horror Guy Keenan, and I am joined today with the lovely Miss Emily Chevelle. How are you? I'm doing alright. <laughs> uh, as you guys know, Emily uh, has been on the show once already, I think maybe around this time last year. Mm. And, uh, you know, I watch all my screeners and stuff with her, so I felt like she would be a because good... Because I live with him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a good, uh, it would be a good uh, rock talk, I think, so to speak. Uh so, yeah, uh, let's just dive right into it, shall we, Em? Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. First off, Wizard World, who uh, our show is partnered with, uh, has a horror film festival in the plans uh, with Bruce Campbell. The Wizard World presents Bruce Campbell's horror film festival August 20th to the 23rd in oh, he Rosemont. Has his own? Yeah, in Rosemont, Illinois. I mean, it's one of those things where they got Bruce Campbell to host the film together. I see. With so them. it's named after him. Yeah, and he'll be there, and he'll be hosting all the movies. That's, one, that's a, quite an honor. Yeah, uh, they'll be premiering uh, June in uh, Jerusalem. I want to say it was Jerusalem, but I may have missed an S. I don't know. Uh, but Jerusalem, it's that'd be so weird. <laughs> yeah, it'd be an odd horror movie. Um, but badges go on sale for the show now for sixty six dollars and sixty cents, and uh, single screening tickets are available for twelve dollars. So head to bchff.com for more information on that. Uh, wow, that was a tongue twister for me early in the show. Yeah. So let's just dive right into news. Horror news. That we what's, love. what's new, Keenan? Tell me, horror guy. <laughs> what is it? Uh, they're looking to reboot the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Again? Again, yes. Uh, it is... You mean start from where the first one that came out in, like, what, 2010? No, this will be a whole new Nightmare on Elm Street. Why? Uh, just because the last one did not do so well. I didn't think it was that bad. I liked it. Yeah, well, I guess Platinum Dunes kind of has this way of look to all their horror films, and it's just, they've been tanking when they get released, like the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so Platinum Dunes isn't even involved anymore in this. Well, I'm, yeah. But they're looking to get uh, David Leslie Johnson to write the treatment who worked on Orphan, which I, I love that movie. I thought it was pretty good. Never seen it. Uh, yeah, we should definitely watch it sometime. It's pretty good. The, the little girl, no, Mm-mm. no, freaks no, you out a yeah, little too much. A little, <laughs> but yeah. So, what do you think? Do you do we need another Nightmare on Elm Street? I mean, personally, I enjoyed the remake. I thought it was a cool um, attempt. At remaking I, mean, I, thought it su- I thought it succeeded. I mean, you know, Jackie obviously, Earl Haley was a great Freddy Krueger. I thought. No, yeah, I agreed. I, you know, the makeup was great. And the effects, I mean, the kills were awesome. The dreams were, you know, just as good as the first. I mean, they brought you back to the, yeah, you know, the feel of it. I mean, I, that's it, it lost me because I just felt like with technology today, the dreamscape could be so much more than what they kind of did. Yeah, but, I mean, it. that's just how it is. Everybody does green screen. Everybody wants CG, bigger, better, mm-hmm. you know. Well, maybe that would be th- something that this new one, they could go back and kind of not do as much green screen and try yeah, and I work. I didn't even think there was that much green screen to begin with in the first one. Eh, it had its moments here and there, like whenever the girl goes to sleep and like he slams his hands down the desk and like all the kids like dissolve into ash and stuff around her. Like, and it's cool that they're going to try and do another film. Uh, so, yeah, who knows? Uh, moving on to Ghostbuster news, Peter oh, Venkman is officially back on Paul Feig's Ghostbusters as uh, Bill Murray's character. He's going to be so he's going to be in the, Bill Murray's going to be in the new Ghostbusters. New Ghostbusters. As they, a cameo. They haven't really said yet. They just said that he has said uh, that he will be in it. Apparently, uh, Hollywood Reporter confirmed this. I feel like that's going to make more people... I don't know. I don't know. Because a lot of people are saying, it'll be a great movie, just don't call it Ghostbusters. Right. But, I mean, they they want to go for a new Ghostbusters, but I feel like I want them to incorporate the old Ghostbusters in with this new one, but it seems like they don't want to do that. They just want to use Dan Aykroyd and those guys as cameos. 
But then it would be incorporating the old Ghostbusters. Right, but I mean, they would just be playing cameos. They wouldn't be playing Peter Venkman and like their actual characters. They'd just be showing so up as they... Taxi Driver number two or something. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know that officially yet. It's like we know literally nothing about the Ghostbusters except for the pictures we've seen of what their suits look like. And personally, it's all meh to me. It's all okay. Yeah, but I love the actresses. I think they're hilarious. Yeah, I think it'll be a good attempt at making that uh, a new Ghostbusters movie. I just, I just hope that to see it become part of the franchise and not a standalone thing. But you know what? We're not. Gonna... I feel like it's end up going to be in that way because a lot of the diehard fans that I've heard from, opinion wise, are very much like, "No, I don't want this to be a Ghostbusters. It could be literally call it anything else but Ghostbusters. It is not Ghostbusters." Yeah. So I mean, I mean, and, and this one's supposed to be a lot scarier. I've heard it's supposed to take a lot of the horror uh, elements and like amp them up a lot with the girls being funny. So I think that's a cool combination. Ghostbusters. Yeah, That's how it is. So, <laughs> so we'll see uh, when it comes out, uh, July twenty second, two thousand sixteen. Uh, James Wan uh, from the Saw, Insidious, and Conjuring world. Conjuring dose. Yes, he's doing Conjuring too. He's also eyeing to be the producer role on New Line's upcoming reboot of Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh, wow. The, yeah, the film is being written by Oren Uzoli. He did Twenty Two Jump Street, Mortal Kombat Rebirth, and uh, David Callahan. Uh, the Expendables and Doom. So uh, that'd be cool to see James Wan. I mean, he has a great background in horror, so it'd be cool to see him kind of take storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, this one they they released a, a quick little synopsis of this. It's uh, the script centers around a seemingly harmless guy who uh, realizes his potential when he finds himself caught in the middle of a cross-dimensional battle between the warriors of Earth and the monsters of the Outworld. Now, in order to stop the world from total destruction, he must win the martial arts tournament known as Mortal Kombat. So it sounds like a normal guy just gets cut. Kind of like Neo. Kind of gets caught in a shitstorm. Maybe that's who he's supposed to be. That may, Just yeah. like a different... And you know what? I could see them following the same thing. I mean, what's Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers did Matrix. It's kind of the same story in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Except monsters fighting, I guess. Or demons, really. Who knows? Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2's Jeff Pinker uh, has been brought on to rewrite the remake of The Creature from the Black Lagoon for Universal Pictures. Oh, so it's officially happening. It's official. Well, Scarlett Johansson is actually going to be... She's pegged to play the leading lady in the movie, so yes. So it's not confirmed. It's, it was confirmed a while ago that she's going to be part of it, um, but they haven't really said what, where they're going with it. And I guess the script has been kind of iffy. Lately, that's why they haven't. It must re- not be good. Yeah, they haven't rebooted the Universal Monster thing yet. So now they got because uh, Wolfman, as much as I enjoyed that remake, didn't do too hot. No, didn't yeah, didn't do well at all. And apparently, that's yeah, they're trying to like make their own universe. They want to harness what Marvel has, you know, because technically Universal, and that's where they need to stop. <laughs> right. Well, that they want. They were the start of the uh, branding Universal Monsters, and you'd see the Wolfman, right. and you see the Frankenstein, and you see them battle each other. So Universal's losing money watching this happen for Marvel. But every time they start kind of putting stuff out there for Universal Monsters, uh, it seems like it gets shot down right away. So we'll see if the Amazing Spider-Man 2's writer can do anything to help that. That's a very specific brand to touch on without messing it up or making it perfect. Because Universal hasn't necessarily been doing too... Too well with those characters? I mean, besides... It's not even Universal Monster, Godzilla, but that's Legendary Pictures. Right, which is like a sister company to right. Universal. But still, I mean, yeah, Godzilla did, oh, I would say did okay. Like, nobody was freaking out. I mean, I out. loved it. Yeah. I loved Godzilla. I did too. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good first installment for that franchise. And now that they're doing Skull Island, the new which King Kong. Which I'm very Kong, excited about. Yeah. Very excited so about. So we'll see. Uh, tracking Board reports that uh, Jim Whitaker is leading production on a Tower of Terror film for Disney. Uh, as you know, they've been trying to get their mo- or their rides off the ground as movies. Pirates of the Caribbean did awesome for them. Haunted yeah. Mansion, not so much. I mean, so they much. already made a Tower of Terror back in, like, what, 2002 with Kristen Dunst? Yeah, it was like a made-for-Disney-channel movie, wasn't it? I have no idea. I know it was, like, a straight-to-VHS at the time. Yeah. I remember watching it and liking it, but I was also, like, eight at yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this one would be more, like, dark and really theming around that Twilight Zone story that you see before the ride. Right, which would make sense. So yeah, it'd be really cool to see that. Okay, so let's move on to some release dates. 
Uh, it looks like the first installment of Stephen King's The Dark Tower series will hit theaters January 13th, 2017. Oh, finally. Yeah, Sony Pictures finally is doing something with that franchise where it's come back and forth from being an HBO series to being a movie to back to being a series. But, right. But this time Stephen King actually retweeted it and is promoting it that this is the official thing. So it's going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be like, you know, movie one. Just like how there's like, you know, six books. I think isn't there more than that? There's probably more. As much of a Stephen King fan I am, like I guess I shouldn't even call myself that anymore because I've never read the Dark Tower series by him. That's fine. I mean, you're more of the Stephen King horror fan. Like you've read a lot of those books, whereas Stephen King's just written everything from The Green Mile to to well, this dark I, I, fantasy. Yeah, it's all just suspense thriller in the end horror it's mm-hmm. kind of it's all basically the same but it's really cool what he does with the, the Dark Tower series and brings a little bit of that to this old uh, fantasy western so I'll be pretty stoked to see that um, The Underworld The Next Generation which begins filming this October in Prague will hit theaters October 21st 2016 the film will focus on Selena and Michael's hybrid daughter Eve like I mean they already had like the kind of like the lichen and like the, the ancient uh, Underworld story then they moved on with the, the right, Kate Beckinsale um, again, and that movie tanked bad, The Last Underworld. So maybe if they just focus on a new breed, new characters. Or they should just let good movies just die. That's and let exactly it be a what classic. they should do. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Selena Michaels' story. So I mean, I, it, I mean, I didn't even see the last. Um, and you weren't missing much by not seeing it. I was gonna say, did they even did they have a daughter in the last one? Did it mention anything? It did, yeah. so it was like a setup for that. Yeah. Um, so well. I mean, I'm guessing with the title, the next generation, it's Kate Beckinsale's out. You know, so she doesn't have to do any more of these movies. She prob- they probably honestly asked her, and she's like, Nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. Well, that's what happened with the <laughs> second to last Underworld movie. This is 15 year progress. We're over it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm tired of wearing black leather. But apparently, I think she's married to the the director, Paul Wes Anderson. Yeah. She cheated on her husband at the time with him. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I love Kate. She a little sleaze. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that. You didn't? No. <laughs> oh my god! I thought everybody knew that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, some more trilogy, or beyond trilogy news. Resident Evil The Final Chapter, uh, this is the sixth installment in the franchise, is looking to release uh, January 27th, 2017. This- I will only be content of this being a final chapter if they have all of the Resident Evil characters just in one giant in the movie just all of them like just a get battle them all. just a giant battle of all of them yeah I see. <laughs> a <laughs> super smash brothers brawl with all the stars yeah, how and did it, like how did it end like they were on a ship or something uh the last one was kind of what was it like a simulation where they had china or tokyo japan oh yeah they were like stuck in a world or something like that it was leon barry yeah which is cool they brought back all those major characters well they do that in all of them but it's just very you know we I can't even describe it, but everybody should know when I say the Resident Evil movies, you should know exactly what I'm thinking when you picture the Resident Evil movies and not the game. Right, like, yeah. It has a completely different look and feel of it. Very different feel. It's not... Don't even put the games with it except the characters are in there. Yeah. And the only two people that we know that are going to be in them is uh, Alice Obviously. and Claire. So Claire Redfield's back. Yeah, they've been teamed up since the first... So, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, with a lot of these January dates, it sounds like they're tentative dates that might change around at some point, but uh, that's what we're looking at for 2016-2017. So far, it's just a lineup of trying. Yeah, just trying to keep those franchises afloat? Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break uh, with a little bit of music. This is... Halloween by the Dead Kennedys. Like a loose, but what you gonna play? 
And we're back. Uh, now into some TV news. Uh, the strain has been renewed for a third season. It's, yes, it's back. Uh, this is one of those shows that you off and on watch with me. It's just too scary, I guess. That's like the first... It is really in your face. It's pretty terrifying. Uh, it, the stories every now and then get a little flustered, and there's a, a few plot holes here and there, and it irks me that they replaced that one kid, but it's whatever. The, every son they get for that guy is just awful. Yeah. Um, but I really like where the story's going, and I really liked the last opening that had a luchador vampire killer. A luchador wrestler vampire killer. I did not see that. And a lot of these openings that they do the storytelling is just beautiful and great so even if it goes into the the actual episode which might not be that great they do these really great mini movies right before the episodes start so if I get more of those I'll I'll be happy but so far the strain has made me pretty happy as a a viewer oh yeah it's terrifying I mean if you're not terrified by the story or necessarily the jump scares, the way the vampires look and how they kill people and suck their blood, that should do it for you. Yeah, even the mother character now, she's kind of like bringing in all the other clicking, kids. Like, yeah, like oh, she takes her son's clothes out to smell, let the kids smell, and now they're going to go find them. It's like that's spoiler alert, by the way, terrifying. <laughs> uh, American Horror Story, which premieres October seventh. And that's uh, the hotel. Yes. It will center around uh, Elsa Lamb's elevator video, which took place in uh, a hotel. Uh, she ended up dying shortly after the video was taken. Uh, Lady Gaga will play the hotel owner. Um, I don't know if you've seen this video, but there it's it's literally a camera from inside a, an elevator. And you see this lady go in, and she presses buttons, and she walks out, and she comes back in. And it's just like... This lady's almost playing with the elevator by herself. Mm-hmm. And then, literally after that, they found her dead. So, I guess the American Horror Story writers have kind of played with the idea of how that would so happen. So, they're taking that true, like, incident that happened and they're turning it into, like, a fictional, like... Right. Inter- yeah. Interesting. So, I thought it was going to be a lot of the... Uh, At the same hotel or just, just some random elevator video? We don't that... know yet. They could be doing it from the same hotel. It's probably not then because they would have put that, like... Right. By the way, that would have been the huge selling point. Hey, guess what we're doing, everybody? Yeah. But uh, I, I, how do you feel about Lady Gaga taking over instead of... Uh... I like Lady Gaga. Yeah. But Jessica Lange. I mean, she's great, too, but... Maybe the show needs some refresh. I mean, not even refresh. I think the actors in the show are great. Mm -hmm. Good actors. Good, you know, scenery. Strong story in the beginning. And then it just, every, like, clockwork, they just all slowly just kind of... It's like the first five episodes are great. Yeah, always. They always start out very strong, and then it's like you—it's like they get in the season, and they have like all these like famous actors, and they're like, okay, what can we do with them? Let's just give them this line for real quick, and it yeah. just never. It, um... The show almost like falls on its face towards the end. So hopefully, Hotel can can hold that afloat. We'll see uh, in October. Yeah, but it's more of like the writers we need to uh, be impressed with, not so much the. The graphics, or the the sets, or the actors—it's mm. it's the writing. It's keeping it strong through the end because you can. 
I mean, at least on my Facebook feed, I always see people saying, like, oh, they love it, and then it's like, I can't watch it anymore. It's boring. It's dumb. Yeah. Or they go on a killing spree where they just all of a sudden towards the end, like, oh, all your favorite characters are dead. <laughs> right, yeah. We're going to off everybody. And I think, I mean, that's the whole point of Horror Story, but at the same time, I don't feel like a good Horror Story means killing off every single character from your cast. Right, exactly. But that's kind of what they tend to do. Yeah. Should stray away from that just a little bit. Uh, especially since they're now kind of linking the other series together, which Pepper was like the last one to live in this, and you find out Pepper was from Asylum. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're linking little things here and there. Yeah, it's cool. I, I'm just curious. Maybe it's... Yeah. We'll see how it turns out. Um, you like candles, right? I love candles. I love candles. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> I buy them every year. Like 50 <laughs> of them. <laughs> well, HorrorDecor.net has four new spooky scented candles for sale this month. Uh, all out of bubblegum, which obviously takes from They Live. Oh my god. Uh, so I'm guessing it's a bubblegum flavor, or smell. Not very Halloween-y, though. No, I mean, it's not really Halloween. Smells are just kind of candles right now for mid-Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one's Human Centipeach. Oh my god, what? It's a peachy smell. No. Uh, How about peaches and human centipede? <laughs> I know, I didn't get either. I think it was one of those, like, just kind of, what rolls off the tongue? What's clever? Human centipede. Peach. Sure. Yeah, because the label, yeah, I don't know, I don't get it. Smell the blood of my victims. <laughs> That's what it should be. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I would have figured, like, poop scent would be human Ew, centipede. well, it's not even Halloween, that's just gross. Well, none of these are, are Halloween themed, I think it's just I'm all out horror. of bubblegum. Yeah. Uh, Killer Cotton Candy, uh, yeah, which I'm is from... Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. It's, uh, yeah, it's Oh, a, wait, we're supposed to promote this. I mean, well, I Well, no, they're not, they're not giving me anything, so we can talk away. Uh... <laughs> They're, uh, yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, cotton candy sm- flavored. I mean, uh, I mean, hey, maybe people love the smell of candy in their house. And then the last one is Never Sleep Again, which isn't a play on anything. It's just a Freddy Krueger candle. So it's like, I wonder what it's a scent of, like, yeah. your worst nightmares. <laughs> exactly. So, interesting uh, candle scents. There are $9 on the website. I got... Don't forget that shipping, guys, so 15 max yeah, for these we, awful candles. Don't let it sit in your mailbox or it'll melt. Uh, <laughs> right? I got one uh, that was the uh, Overlook Hotel I got from I them. I remember that. And it was a cool, like, it's but all about... The smell? See, that didn't really even impress right. on me. The, the smells aren't really what makes it, it's the, the label on the jar. So you're getting a really cool jar with a cool label that mm. candle is kind of meh. Got it. So. Um... What is... What's... Dark candles? Yes. Yeah, they have awesome candles. That's something we should be talking about. If you guys like Halloween candles, go to darkcandles.com. They have uh, Wolfsbane, Witch's Brew, uh, Pumpkin Spice, Dry leaves. leaves, Dry Leaves, Werewolves, Full Moon. And the candles smell great. Anything you can think of, yeah. The good smell lasts. Um, It's... What... Ten, like ten dollars for like a pack of six, like little like, yeah. They have like teacup ones. They have or? like little gift sets, and you can get any size from a pillar size to like just like a little size, it like a tea candle, like you said. Yeah, they're super cute. Um, a little pricey, but yeah, but you get what you pay for. You really exactly. do. I mean, it's the scents are really good. But for all you horror gals out there, if you don't want to go ahead and spend uh, just about what twenty five to thirty bucks on one candle at Yankee Candle, which I don't want to give crap to Yankee Candle because I do enjoy their scents, but mm-hmm. dark candles you can get like twelve, I think, teacups, mm-hmm. little candles for about like fifteen, ten dollars plus shipping. Yeah, and it strong scent and it'll last you probably throughout the whole month of October if, or even November if that's what yeah, you Yeah, we had some stuff after Christmas I remember so. Yeah, and there I know Dark Candles is doing more of uh, not just Halloween but they're doing more things throughout the year. Yeah, I think, I think they actually have Christmas scents too. But it's called, it's like still Krampus. Like, and, yeah, it's yeah. like horror theme. It's still pretty cool. I think it's like Christmas or like oh god, what was that one? I don't remember. It was a really Jack clever. Frost? No, it was a clever, like, I don't know. It was, like, something like Blood Red Christmas, and it was, like, Santa Claus Red or something mm-hmm. like that. It was it was interesting. But, yeah, they're really good. I'll definitely uh, definitely check those out. But uh, HorrorDecor.net, you guys need to amp up your, your scent game. <laughs> if you want to smell, like, uh, a giant candy store in your house, and you want to show people you got uh, the shining candle, go to home. Halloween decor. All right, moving on. 
Uh, a little bit about Fear the Walking Dead. How do you feel about the new series? I'm excited about it. Yeah? I mean, I think it's a super smart step in the right direction for AMC. Mm-hmm. You know, for all the Walking Dead fans, because they're, let's be honest here, people, it's a freaking huge fan base. Yeah, how many people do you see having Daryl Dixon shirts? How many people do you see with tattoos of Daryl Dixon on that's, them now? That's true, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few if you go to conventions at all. Uh-huh. But... I mean, I'm excited. I would love to see how it starts out because that's the huge mystery. I mean, you you read the Walking Dead comics, whereas right. I don't. You just tell me everything that happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> I tried reading them once upon a time, but it just it was too graphic for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this, this happens out in L.A., whereas our original story happens out in, in Georgia. In Georgia. Yeah. So I, I think it's interesting that they're they're promoting what happens before the outbreak. Yeah. But I think it's going to, I don't know, I think it'll start out strong, maybe, get a lot of people to watch it, but you're right, I don't know how it's going to... And this means we're also going to have Walking Dead all the time, because whenever Walking Dead Georgia goes away, Walking Dead LA will start premiering. Yeah, I mean, who knows, it's probably, maybe it won't even have the same feel. It may be just more of a, like, a, uh, like a mystery, like, drama yeah. Leading up to like how they're figuring all this out, and maybe the last two episodes is the outbreak, and then finding out, ding, that's what it is. And right, I just think it would be funny if we don't even find out what the outbreak is. Still, <laughs> I mean, honestly, do you find out in the comics yet uh, what it is? No, we just know that everybody is infected. It's an airborne virus, right. but we don't know what caused that airborne virus. Even in the show, they try to change it a little bit when they go to the CDC in Atlanta. That wasn't in the comics. It was a whole new thing they added. So you're like, oh, great. We're going to find out what it is. No, we just find out that it's an airborne toxic that everybody's disinfected. So I don't know. I mean, I'll never complain about not having enough good zombie shows out there because the production value that AMC puts on Walking Dead is always fantastic. Oh, yeah. Their budget's huge. So I'm sure it's not going to be... I don't think it'll disappoint. I no, mean, not at you all. see the, you know, the trailer that just came out. It, it, it looks good. Yeah. It, I'm intrigued. So here's up. here's a little off bit on behind the scenes of Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead is an apocalyptic education. It's essentially covering the time frame in which Rick Grimes from the original show from the comic was in a coma. In that version, Rick is shot, falls into a coma, wakes up four to five weeks later, and the world is over. What it gives us the opportunity to do is to show the audience what happens in that window of time. We find our characters in Los Angeles living ordinary lives. And we get to see the decisions that people make in an urban setting, which is very, very different than The Walking Dead in the forest of Georgia. The biggest city in America, Los Angeles, 14 million people. Focusing on lives that we don't normally see. Middle class family, working middle class, who don't live in the glitzy part of Los Angeles, but in East LA, with all the cracks in the asphalt and the broken glass and the graffiti and the trash. Would you take those off and hear Would you take them off, please? It's a highly dysfunctional blended family. The two main characters, the matriarch and patriarch, Cliff Curtis, who plays Travis, and Kim Dickens, who plays Madison. Madison Clark. She's a badass. She is a single mother. She's a guidance counselor at the high school. She just moved in with her boyfriend, and they're joining their families together. I'm up here. Well, you're stupid. Travis Manoa is a high school teacher. He loves teaching, he loves his students. He's divorced with a teenage son. We're all building a family, okay? All of us. He's in a new and exciting relationship with his girlfriend, and she has two teenagers as well. They're a family on the brink of falling apart. They're barely keeping things together as it is now, and we have the apocalypse. Do you see anything? For The Walking Dead, we're getting a chance to experience how society unravels. They don't know if it's a virus 
or, or, or a microbe, they don't know, but it's spreading. You need to... You know, to people are killing. In many cases, the infrastructure becomes a trap in and of itself. Let's get out of here. How the things that we thought we could rely upon, the police, other people even, maybe they aren't who we thought they were. For the audience, especially those that are Walking Dead fans already, hopefully they're going to enjoy the fact that they know more than our people. Stay here, Nick. Don't move. For our characters, they haven't gone through Zombie 101. What was that sound? These are fresh turns. We're not constantly surrounded by hundreds of walkers. They don't have the same decomposed for a year and a half. Look. What's interesting to me, and I think interesting for our group, is processing this level of paranoia this level of tension, this anxiety. What happens if things that we take for granted aren't there? What happens if the people that we know are no longer the people that we know? Questions of, is this a sickness? Can these people be cured? First, there's disbelief. It's not real, I mean, it can't be real. Until they encounter this unexplained phenomenon then their life changes forever. What the hell is happening? I have no idea. Now let's go see what's lurking on Netflix Instant. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, the documentary Lost Soul, The Doom Journey of Richard Stanley's Islands of Dr. Monroe just went up. And I checked it out. It's very cool to see. Because the Dr. Monroe that we got in theaters with Val Kilmer was pretty god-awful. And it showed that uh, Richard Stanley had this great vision that kind of just got bastardized and never happened. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool doc. Check that out. Uh, just for shiggles, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers is on Netflix Instant. And that is Paul Rudd's first acting gig. Was it really? Yes. He he plays like the boyfriend of the girl in, in Halloween. How old was he? I be- He had to have been in his like late teens in that movie. Okay. It was Halloween How 6. How old was he in Hot, Wet Hot American Summer? Uh, I think he was, like, in his mid-20s around that time. I was gonna say, I thought that was his first acting gig, because that was the first time I ever saw him in anything. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know. I have to watch that other doc that's on Netflix where they actually go behind the scenes of the movie that they filmed on VHS and stuff of Hot, American, Hot Wet American Summer. Hot, yeah. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, Halloween 6 is pretty good, so... I mean, not really that great. I'm going to edit all this I, out. To be honest, I don't even remember. There's so many of them now. I don't know which movie's which. I just know They're after the second one, hate the third one. I don't know how you could hate Halloween how, Season it, of the Witch. There's no Michael Myers in it. So what? So what? It's, it's still a great it's Halloween the, story. What's his name? What's his name? Atkins? Tom Atkins? That's the only reason you like that movie. No, I that also... That is the only reason you like that movie. Adrian Barbeau is in it? No, wait, that's The Fog. I don't... Halloween <laughs> 3 is great, okay? No, it's not. You, you have to love the music. You gotta love the... It, it, it. Once upon a time, that movie terrified me as a child. Can you imagine being a seven-year-old girl being stoked for Halloween, and then you see when you put a mask on, your head turns into snakes. What? It was great. Yeah. No. All right, traumatizing for a little girl. Traumatizing. I still don't like it to this day. I hate it, and I'm telling the world right now that I hate it. <laughs> this is what it's come to. <laughs> so Emily is a Michael Myers fan through and through. Fucking hates Halloween 3. Okay. I really don't like it. And I know a lot of people who always try to get you on board with the Halloween 3 train. You never will. You no. never will. <laughs> Edit the snakes and maybe make it like flowers that come out of their tasks. Is that the only oh, thing that nice. terrifies you? Hell yeah. Well, alligators. Well, no, I'm saying the only thing that terrifies you in Halloween 3. Just that whole movie. Just like, it, it, it bored me. I don't like Tom Atkins. Ah, I think right through my heart. I, I know art love it can never be. <laughs> but no, to each their own. I totally understand that. But were you excited? I get the appeal of Tom Atkins in his movies. I'm sure back in the day, you '80s kid, you it was just <laughs> perfect. It was fun, and he is the man, and I want a chest like that. I want a mustache <laughs> like that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ooh. The members-only jacket of <coughs> oh, me. Dawn. 
All right, moving on. The Devil's Rejects, also on Netflix Instant. Probably one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, sadly, not House of Corpses this isn't on there. I thought they'd throw both of those on there, but I guess not. It wasn't on there at all? No, only Devil's Rejects. Hmm. Go fig. Yeah, it doesn't really, I guess. I mean, I guess you, you don't need to watch House Thousand Corpses to know what's going on, but... Yeah, but I feel like it helps just a little I bit. I mean, between the two, House Thousand Corpses is probably my favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Clive Barker's Nightbreed, uh, also out on Instant, which is great. They just, yeah, that just came out on Blu-ray from Screen Factory, right? Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. They released their, their special... Uh, limited release that only like so many people could get there was only like 300 yeah which by the way if you guys are like really huge on nice like cover art for your dvds or blu-rays scream factory does a really great job with all the movies that they put out so far uh all the sleepaway camps yeah Mm -hmm. which you only showed to me like this past summer and I can't believe I haven't even seen it before. Yeah. It was great. Poor, poor Angela. That, yeah. <laughs> You're in for a Wow. Yeah. That was a great movie, though. It's fun. Fun movie. If you want, like, I don't know, a movie to watch during the summertime. night of October. Oh, yeah, I guess summertime if you want to scare the shit out of people. Wet Hot American Summer in the Day and then Sleepaway Camp at Night. <laughs> That's your summer right there. What a twisted world you live in. <laughs> like, what emotions do you go through that day? But yeah, Night Breeds out. I mean, I'm so happy to see that movie uh, done up again, and and they kind of pulled the camera back a little bit more, so you can see uh, the the world that happens underneath the graveyard in Night Breed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also getting from Screen Factory. I know it's kind of going off topic from Netflix, but uh, People Under the Stairs, uh, Wes Craven's uh, film, that's going to come out in October, I believe. Have you shown me that? I have not, but I will when it comes out. Um, Leprechaun. Garth, I'm the Leprechaun! Cool it, okay. With Jennifer Aniston is on uh, Netflix Instant. That's my yeah. fifth movie for you guys. The rest of the series, I mean, In the Hood, In Space, it kind of uh, goes... Stop at when In the Hood, the first one. <laughs> right, yeah, and then In the Hood 2, like, they just kept making those things. But the first Leprechaun, I remember, always scared the shit out of me. Uh, so it's. Can, I've never seen the first Leprechaun. Oh, I'll we'll have to watch that. We'll yeah, rectify that. You're trying to show me one day, yeah. but let's check it out. Jennifer Aniston in her first role yet. Yeah, and she's a she's a babe. So definitely. So check those out on Netflix. Uh, coming at you now. So, yep. Moving on to gaming news. Uh, Resident Evil Two Remastered officially a go? Question mark. Yes. So we don't know if it's a go? Well, producer Hira Bahashi says he's convinced that Capcom, uh, or he's trying to convince them, he's trying to get his story out there. They don't like each other. No, that's... There is some straight up beef, isn't there? No, that you're talking about Kojima and Konami. They have beef, but apparently the guy who did Resident Evil 2, he has a, a remaster plan that he presented to Capcom to try and get a remaster of two happening because we already had the remaster for one come out on the GameCube mm-hmm. and then they made zero and then they're putting those out on HD on Xbox One and the PlayStation but they never remastered two they they just kind of put it on GameCube like a port of it but it needs like a, a nice redo mm-hmm. so apparently that's in the go they're trying they're talking about it right now they get uh, Leon's story like HD remastered so. Uh, that's what everybody's waiting for. Yeah, it's it's Everyone. right up there with me with Final Fantasy VII Remaster. Like it's oh my goodness. Yeah, they finally made one dream come true with Final Fantasy X remake <laughs> or yeah. the remaster. Seven, do all the Resident Evils. Yeah, keep it going, man. I mean, people like new stuff, but at the same time, nostalgia never dies. People want to see their oh no, f- which again, redone. shout out to Microsoft for doing the reverse compatible for the Xbox One. Bless your souls. That yeah, was... <laughs> the fact that we can get all of our three sixty, most of our three sixty games, you yes. can play Dead Space. I know, and stream it now. I know, that's I mean, great. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is no, I'm just I'm very happy because I get to play the Dead Space series, Bioshock, all those great series now on my yeah, Xbox One. I've completely outdated my dead space copy yeah yeah you've worn a a ring around the center of that disc Mm -hmm. (laughs) in two weeks until dawn hits playstation 4 consoles that i'm very excited for 
uh, Hayden Panettiere's survival horror slasher game where you make the quick decisions where to hide, where to run, who dies, and what comes next. And you can watch me stream that when it comes out. That's right. Yes, at the very end of August, we'll be doing uh, Twitch streams of Until Dawn on our uh, Twitch page, which is Everyday's Halloween Gaming. Mm-hmm. So definitely check that out when it happens. Um, so that's it about gaming news. Not a whole lot uh, right now. But... Uh, we're going to leave you guys with some music. Come right back. Uh, Emily, take it away. Theme from Halloween MX80. To the portion of the show where we do reviews. Uh, let's start. Because our with... opinions are so important. Yes, yes, they are. Two whiteies from Orlando. Wow. Speak uh... <laughs> for yourself. I'm a bronze goddess over here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, TV. Uh, the new Scream came out we gave for us... MTV. We gave it what? Five episodes. Yeah, we did. We gave it five, and you know, it's exactly what. I just said it's an MTV series, so what? It's what you get. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's they, it's exactly what I'm explaining to you. <laughs> I just think it's very interesting that MTV has these uh, twists and turns of their their copywriting aspect or whatever their their licensing, so they can always play any kind of music that comes out 
without paying any royalties. And they can mention almost any movie title ever. Advantage. So in the yeah, movie, they name Game of Thrones. They name everything that's absolutely that relevant show, to pop culture. Yeah. It name drops everything, and it plays all your favorite songs. So at the same time, you're like, okay, I can kind of dig this. But when you really look at the story and the writing, I was of like, it, see that that's great that MTV got you hooked for that long mm-hmm. with the songs. I didn't even know. I wasn't even paying attention to the songs. It was just the storyline. Well, I don't line. think anybody really did. That's just and, me nit- nitpicking here and there. Yeah, I feel like the MTV tries too hard to be like relevant with diversity. Mm-hmm. Like with the chick, like honestly, when you really think about it, uh, I don't even remember her name. The girl who's a, she's a lesbian with the okay. with the boy cut hair who dress dresses kind of yeah. You know, Parker was that her name? I know. I mean, if it is, there you go. Go figure. I don't but know. I mean, <laughs> it her story's not really relevant. Mm-hmm. Like they try, they try to get you to care about these characters, and I don't know. It, it's it's from the get go. I thought it was very odd. I felt Scream is basically it's taking in a, a movie script and stretching it out over twelve episodes to the point where it's why right, or why? you can just watch a movie because you don't really care when you're watching a movie about these kids getting killed. You want to know little blips here and there about their past life, and that's it. You want to see the. The way they work with each other and them trying to get out of this situation. And the kills, personally, I mean, given it's an MTV show on public television, so you can't necessarily be creative with the kills or anything. So it's like, but, I mean, look at Walking Dead on AMC. That's like it's another cable station. They're being pretty creative. Uh, American Horror Story. They at least get creative. Yeah, you, uh... Scream. I get it. You're a slasher. You don't have to be that creative, but. I don't know. But, I mean, they gotta, they gotta meet us somewhere in the middle here. Right. Because... It was too much of the the depression of them hanging out in the cemetery and going over to... Every, every single person that dies gets a funeral, and it's just fucking depressing. Yeah, it's... it's You're watching, like, the repeat of the same scary movie with these people, but just different people dying. Yeah. And they're definitely taking from Jimmy, Jamie Kennedy's character from the first movie. And, like, everybody's character is these new kids. Well, yeah, obviously. Like, you... But this is supposed to happen after all that. Like, they say they talk about the deaths and the killings that happened ten years ago. Right, but, see, I don't even know if that's even relevant to the actual, like, Wes Craven's, like, real, like... Story that he did. Yeah, because it's talking about... A, a killer who was obsessed with what was that? Daisy was the girl's mom's name mm-hmm. that he was obsessed with, and then they had the police like he kept killing people and stalking her, and then she right. like, did the whole like, oh, I'll meet up with you, and mm-hmm. see, you I know, think the police got him. Like that's not see that would have been a great series. Do the story. That's what of... it. No, that's what it is. That is the series. That's the whole story. It has like they mentioned Scream, like Niv Campbell and like her character and stuff, but it. It's well, going no. off of the killings of that takes place from. I wish I remembered her name because I probably sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Her mom, Daisy. Uh huh. It's her killer, and they're going after her. It's all linking to that. What happened in that span of ten years? Okay. See, I was talking about Nev Campbell's mom. That story. Yeah, line. that would have been great. That would have been more interesting. But yeah, no, they didn't go that way at all. I mean, unless that's what it is. If it leads to that. But it would make but sense. It doesn't, cool. They have iPhones and everything. It's definitely like taking place nowadays. Unless it's a Bates Motel thing where it's like, well, like it took, I don't know. I don't know. We In the end, we stopped <laughs> watching it. Uh, it's it's still going. It's a four, four stars out of ten kind of show for you yes and give it a star out of five for me so that's kind of the same almost so four <laughs> stars out of ten and then one star out of five yeah so our rating system is either way don't watch not- it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so emily we've uh we've been we've been going through quite the selection of of horror movies uh Oh, yeah, there's been some doozies, huh? Yeah, well, let's start with The Pack 2, which is now on Netflix Instant, if you want to check it out after we've talked about it. Um, it would have probably helped if I watched The Pact 1, but I guess you technically didn't even really need to, to know yeah. what was going on, because the girl makes a cameo in it. It just felt kind of bland throughout the movie, it just kind of... It did, and I guess I was a little bit more disappointed in the end, because uh, Camille Ludington, who mm-hmm. starred in it, is actually the... Uh, motion, what motion? Mocap. Yeah, the motion capture and a uh, face actor of Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raider. Yes, reboot. that's right. And 
her acting disappointed me. Yeah. You, I, I looked at her, and you could tell she learned all her acting skills from motion capturing because her m- movements were very fluid and like very 360 turns and head moves and but in the end the acting and the lines it doesn't it, carry it, over very not well from, at all from it, video game to movie yeah it killed it and she's on Grey's Anatomy or not is it Grey's Anatomy she's a doctor on Grey's I Anatomy no it, one of those doctor shows yeah that I obviously do not watch uh, but I mean in the end it wasn't even scary like it was one of those movies where you're kind no, of like looking at your watch there was yeah, there was one jump scare, and it wasn't even a jump scare. It was more of a suspense, like what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Well, they were didn't they relied on a lot of like just making a lot of loud sounds to be your scare throughout the they movie. They also relied. I feel like to watch this movie, which I, I mean, I don't know how well the Pact One did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it must not have, very good. <laughs> well, I mean, they whoever you know directed the second movie, if it was the same person who did the first one, you can tell they relied very heavily on all the story from the first one to carry over to this because spoiler alert uh in the end Camille Ludington the girl the, the Judah's killer is her dad and it's right. supposed to be this big OMG what we didn't know that when really I mean, the whole time I was like who's this Judah killer why do why does everybody why is he right. in it? like who is he and yeah you honestly never find out they never explain it they never tell you who it is. It's like, you do. If you enjoyed the first one, watch the second one, and you'll, I believe, I think you, you would can, enjoy it. Yeah, you can watch both The Pact and The Pact 2 right now on Netflix Instant. Uh, I contributed to its one and a half stars rating on there, so. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for saying it's not good for not seeing the first one, but I mean, maybe the first one's good, and the second one's just, it just didn't, yeah. didn't cut it. Moving on, uh, I Lived. Right now, which is a story about uh, an app that is on your phone, and every now and then you get a. It, it's supposed to make you have better resolutions in your life. Makes you more goal oriented. Yes, like you want to. You literally type in anything you want, anything you want a girlfriend. You, it'll give you goals to do it, but it's goals you wouldn't necessarily think of doing in everyday life, like. Okay, well, you got to go kill this person, or but not at first. It's very much as like go talk to this person, and it gets you kind of like in the the flow of, all right, now go like jump off this chair in this bar. You're like, why would I do that? And you go do it, and it attracts somebody, and you're like, this is great. Well, the character in the story, it starts. He's a YouTube sensation, and it gets him lots more hits. Attempting to be a YouTube sensation, yes, and it starts getting more hits and stuff. But when he starts to put the phone down and starts thinking a lot of the app requests are a little too crazy that's when bad luck starts happening kind of like a whole genie in the bottle thing you know you don't listen to it and it, it's a, or a monkey well, paw pretty thing. much everything that you that that app helped you get it just takes it away from you right that's all so like you don't want me anymore you don't get everything i gave you fuck you basically yeah. and you know what sucks is that i think this mar- movie was marketed really horribly because the cover of the movie looks really cheesy and it looks really bad but in the end i thought the concept was a pretty cool idea. it is a cool concept it's just uh i mean it was a it wasn't a bad movie but yeah i didn't finish it you finished it yeah i mean i, I in the end i, I thought it was pretty good i, I don't would definitely even know check what, it out. what happened at the end i don't even know yeah. well, i don't want to say it here but i would give it three three stars out of uh five pretty good definitely check that out um that's out now uh next up is burying the x starring star trek's yulchin whatever that kid's name is he's in star trek he's also the guy who played in uh if you guys are a fan of the odd thomas novel or the movie yeah he played odd and odd thomas um it was cute it's a lot of fun uh anton yelchin from the star trek movies uh he was also in fright the fright night remake he's in it uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. It, it's very cute, tongue in cheek, but at the same time, it felt like Odd Thomas. Like it's the a production cute date value. Night movie. Yeah, the production value kind of w- went in the tank. I felt at times got a little too corny. Like just a lot of the stuff didn't hit where it should have, and it kind of drug a little bit. Uh, like his friend just seemed like an asshole character. Yeah, that... he, didn't, he didn't really have much uh, of a story except for just being the asshole friend right because in the beginning his friend has like these really hot girls that he's with and you're like thinking okay, okay maybe this will come into play of why he has these really hot girlfriends no, no it's he's just that asshole friend who just likes to sleep with hot girls yeah um so uh yeah i'd give that one probably two out of five 
I thought I was okay, but nothing. No, not really a keeper. It'll definitely show up on Netflix soon. Guarantee yeah, it. yeah. It's a cute date night movie for girls. Uh, Inner Demons is the next movie. Is <laughs> uh, which is on instant right now. That's on Netflix too already. Jeez. Yeah. What did you think of Inner Demons? I think it was an awesome concept that they tried to use with the whole like it's supposed to be an intervention. You know, like a sh- reality show intervention thing where they come in and because she's like doing a bunch of like coke and drugs and stuff, trying to keep the demon contained, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes awry. But you see it all from a handheld camera, uh-huh. uh huh. From the the cameras for the intervention, the camera crew for the intervention reality show when they follow her mm-hmm. into the rehab and everything. When really it's just nope, she's just possessed. And there's just a lot of Photoshop uh, elements to this film that are like those yes. quick uh, cheese scares. So like you'll see her face kind of melt and scream, and then cut to the next scene. Um, I don't know. I thought this movie was kind of yeah. Trash. I mean, <laughs> good concept potential. It just it yeah, it just took a left turn. Yeah, that's from IFC right now. Um, next into the Grizzly Maze. Which has been renamed three different other movies, apparently. And they've been trying to get this movie off the ground for a while now. And I can see why it's taking them such a long time. First off, I keep forgetting the name of it. It's called Into the Grizzly Maze, but I, for some reason I keep calling it Grizzly Mountain. Right. Probably from and an the- old 90s Disney film that <laughs> just being brought back from memory. It was Grizzly, and then it was like Red... I don't want to say Red Dawn, but it was Red something. And I mean, you have a lot of great players. I mean, you got... Uh, James Marsden, who played Cyclops in the X-Men movies. Yeah, there's a lot of good actors in it, and I saw... Like, you can tell whoever was directing or was on set for this movie behind the camera had a lot of passion to try to get this off the ground and to make it something. Mm-hmm. It's just... A lot of the, the scenes were choppy. More than most of the time, when you actually want to watch the bear kill something, you couldn't even really watch it because it was a split second of the bear and then a split second of someone on the ground and then a right. split second of blood splattering on a tree. And you're just kind of like, okay, I think I saw something happen. Yeah, they had to cheat a lot of the shots because you can tell they had to film the bear stuff separate from the actual main mm-hmm. actors. So they had the actors for a day. And if, if you know anything about Hollywood, then they try and get a really huge actor They for a low-budget film. They try to film as much Everything as they can. Everything in one day. Yeah, <laughs> so it's Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Thomas Jane, and James Marsden. And they're all going after this bear. Um, there are some scenes I know you kind of gave up at one point, um, but towards the end, you do see some massacre happening uh, with the bear killing some people. Um, a lot of it's a really bad, you know, kind of Photoshop skill of somebody moving backwards on the ground as the bear's moving forward when really there's nothing there. Yeah. And, uh, or he's he's tussling around like a, a body bag of shirts. Like you make it look like it's somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, it's. It's a higher class version of like the Anaconda movies or like Sharknado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up a in little that. bit more of a budget, right. basically. Um, <laughs> do you want to know why they call it Into the Grizzly Maze? Because even grizzly bears get lost in there. That's at least what they said. <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's why it, that's why it's titled that. That's it. Yeah, that's so, all you need to know about the movie. <laughs> so look for that one. Probably definitely coming to Netflix soon to catch your eye with those actors on the poster. But don't be fooled, folks. I uh, just feel like we're bashing everything on this show. <laughs> well, that's that's the DVDs that we've gotten sent this month. It a lot is. of a lot of the movies haven't been really good. I mean, I hope you guys enjoy it and like it. I mean, send us emails or write on our our like Facebook page and comment like what you think if you happen to watch these because a lot of these are on Instant Queue on Netflix. If not, will be within the next month or two. Definitely, probably this coming up October. Yeah, uh, one movie. That will kind of even it out to a movie that at least I liked a lot, and that was uh, a bonus for you guys. Is Pet Cemetery Two? <laughs> it came out a long time ago, but I feel like and I should talk about so it. It's so upsetting because there's not. It shouldn't even exist. It shouldn't. Hey, what are you doing? Getting things ready for mom. Mom's dead, Jeff. She doesn't have to be. Something strange. I didn't think much about it until I saw him drag the body out of the coffin. Something ancient. Bury your own. Something evil. Was it your idea of a joke to send me blood from a dead animal? This dog is alive. Not this dog. 
something terrifying is happening in Ludlow, Maine. Again. Pick up your family and get the hell out of that town. Pet Cemetery 2. Some stories just won't stay dead. Well, yeah, it, it has nothing to do with the, the, the first one. Well, no, I mean, they never made a sequel. At least Stephen King never wrote one. Right, yeah. Um, but he's apparently, he's going back to it. He's going... Says who? Says Stephen King. He, he... went back and he did uh, the, the sequel to The Shining. And he's kind of looking back at Christine and Pet Cemetery to do Where sequels did you hear to this. this. The internet. Where on the internet? I need to know sites. the source. I will show you sites. Yeah. We'll have the link in the bio because I don't even believe it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, what did you think of Pet Cemetery 2? <laughs> A fun film. It's fun. Edward it Furlong. It was fun to watch. The 90s kid. Yeah. We all we all had crushes on him once upon a time. <laughs> but I mean, it, was, it was a fun film. Um, <laughs> it was just... I just, I, I mean, I, I didn't like it, let's be honest. It's fun, but I didn't like it. It's not something I would sit down and watch for fun out of pure enjoyment like this fella here did, but... <laughs> I also watched Halloween 3 out of pure enjoyment in October, so you can see our differences. I just want to go on the record and say, uh, this is probably my favorite Clancy Brown role that he's ever done as the sheriff, because he was terrifying, and I always remembered him being scary as a kid watching that movie. Um, next to his character in Carnival, which is almost kind of the same character, uh, but I really loved him in this movie. Uh, I still think back to it all the time. So definitely, if you do yourself a favor, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun Halloween film. I would definitely say watch it. I rec- I don't recommend to not watch it. Yeah, I think everybody should watch it. It's fun, but but uh, it's 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 heavy, super, super cheesy '90s horror film at its best. Definitely. So that's all the time we have for you guys uh, this month. As always, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Hallow's Eve 365 I'm also on Facebook at the Everyday is Halloween podcast. Check out our blog spot. Check out our Twitch. Check out all that fun stuff. Uh, and even if you want to email me. Uh, email me? Email me. Let's check it out. Yeah, let's check it out. Uh, email me at uh, Hallow's Eve 365 at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit, our first look into Visions, uh, which is a new movie coming out soon, and a little treat after that. So until then, stay scary, folks. <laughs> Evelyn, sweetie, you're okay. I'm here. I'm still having nightmares. You may be still suffering from lingering PTSD symptoms from the accident. You just walk past an acre of Cabernet. Hillside of Pinot Gris, and then over here. Are we crazy for doing this right now, David? There's only one thing I want you to be thinking about. That's having us a healthy baby. I'd like to make a toast in honor of this young couple and to welcome them to our very special club. Did you know the family that lived here before? They were in way over their heads. like she was possessed. Let us welcome Evely into our class. Let us transfer love and vitality into the child. Sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind completely during this pregnancy. I think there's something wrong here, and I don't think I'm imagining it. The White House just exploded. You have to listen to your intuition. What's your mommy sense? These are major hallucinations we're talking about. There's someone out there. What is that? Protection. Protection from what? The evil. Something happened on this property. Something so terrible. It stained the land. Is everything okay? Not really, no.